Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Today with Amazon Business, Shannon Stuckey of Walburn Woodworking helped her team buy 63 circular saws. Okay, Andy, take it easy. Now she uses her time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. You're listening to the most fraudulent F1 podcast with Dan, a.k.a. Engine Mode 11. I secretly moonlight as hell at Marco at race weekends. And Blake, a.k.a. Break. Echo chambers of farts and idiots on Twitter after races. It's the engine-breaking F1 podcast. Uh. Hell yeah. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Welcome to episode five, I think we're at now. I'm already five episodes in, I fucking lost count already. <laughs> but yeah, you know, hey, welcome to the Singapore Shithouse Grand Prix. Uh, I am Engine Mode 11, aka Dan, and with me is my beautiful social media husband and ex Red Bull colleague, Blake, aka Blake. And uh, yeah, I think uh, that was a race where basically nobody wanted to win. Everybody just wanted to punt it into a wall or spin off, right? Nobody actually really wanted that race enough. I think other than maybe Checo and good old Chuck, my boy Sergio and Chuck, those guys wanted it. But at the end of the race, uh, we'll get to that. I don't think I don't think I don't think Chuck Leclerc wanted it that bad, did he? No, no. It's um, he wanted to keep up his terrible stats for his pole to win conversion. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to be fair, well, well, should we? We've got some other stuff before we get to the race, but there's there's so much, there's so much absolute like, I, I think the general consensus from uh, everybody in the live stream was that the race was like maybe mid to a seven, not not terrible, not great, but at the same time, um, there was some absolutely grand shithousery during the entire Grand Prix. Uh, Russell had a couple great ones. Uh, the Gotifi, brilliant. Lewis with a couple uh, yep. ones. Max, you know, uh, the first time we're seeing Max like making mistakes this season. Is that safe to say? Did we say that? Yeah, no, I think I think it's safe to say this weekend was 
one of his bozo weekends. Yeah, but everybody gets one. And honestly, it's it's like kind of like scenario where you don't actually have much to lose at this point. Like it's it's realistically almost a formality at this point to get the championship. But um, but we have yeah. said goodbye to Sebastian Vettel's uh, nine in a row to tie it or beat it. So, yes, we did lose that. That's a shame. But at least that means Vettel, you know, his record will live on after he's gone to create his uh, Sebastian Vettel secret special Ooh. honey or whatever it is he's <laughs> doing that. when he retires. Love that. So um, last week we took a little week off without the break and we had a little, uh, just a little uh, Singapore preview episode. And I thought that was a lot of fun. So we'll, when we have non-rakes weekends, we'll uh, try to get into that. And uh, thank you guys for all the interaction and love on the podcast. Uh, I got a shout out for Mike coming through with some excellent uh some beer suggestions from a UK brewery called Beak. I'm enjoying one of those right now. And if I'm not lying on the floor at the end of this, uh, so be it. And uh, Mark actually from from the US hit me up and said he's got some spare Friday tickets going. So um, and I'll get back to you on that, dude. Thank you guys so much. And also we've got Annie helping us out, posting our social media to Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube shorts are all getting pumped out to you literally every day. So if you like any of those weird it's social media short form content platforms. Be sure to follow us on your favorite one or all of them. Yes, because we're too fucking boomer to understand how TikTok and YouTube shorts work. Well, I, I, I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm 37. And I remember during COVID, my girlfriend was like showing me like, hey, this is TikTok. I'm like, that looks like crap. Don't even show me that. And then now I have three different TikTok accounts for gaming, Formula One, and now the podcast. So... I hate yeah. my life. I'm literally in the pit of despair right now with socialist medias. So uh, an, another one on the, uh, on the front of um, social media, actually a little milestone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to uh, big up everyone that's been supporting the uh, engine breaking YouTube Yo. channel? I say, do you want to do it? But just I do it. Just, just well, then tell myself them. now. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to yeah, fucking tell them. So basically we applied for the YouTube partner status today. Thanks to uh, all the love that you guys have been giving us on yeah, the YouTube. Yeah, you guys are absolutely fraudulent. There's no way anybody actually likes this uh, podcast. So I'm sure that you guys are uh, paying for the bot views for that channel. So, Yeah, yeah. Industry plants, I think <laughs> is the term. Uh, quick stop. Love you guys. Uh, yeah. um, we've had our phone call from Marco. He knows what we want to push, you know, what our agenda is for today. Um. No cost cap has been broken, and uh, it's all deflammatory. Deflammatory. And I'll, I'll hear no more about it. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, why don't we? Why don't we get into the news, shall we? You wanna? You wanna lubricate us up with a little bit of the latest goss in the paddock? Yeah. So we've had uh, a Canal Plus, and then Albert Albert Fabri- Fabriga. Sorry, I'm. My chest infection is kicking my ass oh, yet again. Dude. Um, Gasly to Alpine and DeVries to Alpha Tauri, apparently. Both those sources are fairly reliable. And uh, apparently they're both going to be announced at Japan. I got them. Yeah, so the Yuki and Gasly breakup is going to happen in Yuki's own I'm backyard. I'm actually devastated for him. He's had a, he's had a tough yeah. weekend in Singapore. And now his yep. Formula One husband is... Their their bromance has been actually very cool, and I just I just fucking love it. I love those guys. Yeah, well, luckily Yuki's parents are probably going to be there too to soften that nice. blow. 
of that bromance. Yeah, I got you. They'll be there to uh, embrace cuddle. Yeah. So that's happening. But let's be honest, the biggest thing that's kicking off at the moment is this supposed uh, budget cap breaking Ooh. by uh, supposedly allegedly. Uh, Red Bull. Yeah, allegedly by Red Bull Racing and Aston Martin. So the timeline of this, as I understand it, is that on Friday, uh, Germany's Auto, Motor und Sport uh, came out with a report saying that two teams have allegedly gone over the 2021 budget genau. cap. And... The paddock rumour was it was Red Bull Racing and Aston Martin. Um, then on Saturday, it all kicked off with our two favourite uh, fraudsters, Toto and Horner. Yo, shout out. Um, yeah, big up them too. Um, it's good to see that their breakup is still uh, acrimonious and not at all oh, toxic. Scheiße. Um Red Bull said that it's all just speculation. Uh, and then... The FIA decided to step in and say, basically, uh, shut the fuck up. We've not decided anything yet. You have to wait till Wednesday for this all to be concluded. Uh, they um, basically said, all you stupid Twitter rats, stop adding us with the hashtag F1X. Like, I'm so sick of this. They're like, just shut up, guys. We'll get back to you later. I don't know who the freaking paddock rat is that leaked this allegedly, but we'll get back to you. Us. It wasn't me. No, it was us. It's basically, they went over the budget cap because they had to pay uh, us yeah. off. Yeah, I didn't get paid off, did you? Uh, oh, yeah, shit. I did. How did you think I afforded this brand new microphone? <laughs> Thanks for the uh, 50 gifted the other night, too. Holy! Or should I say thank you, Woo! CH? Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. See, industry plants. Um, Aston Martin, I think this, this is a hilarious thing. I think all this drama... I don't think anyone's actually like, I didn't see Sky or anyone talk to uh, Lawrence Stroll or anything. It was all just fucking uh, Christian and Toto. So yeah, that was wild. But apparently Aston Martin said, basically, we've submitted our 2021 reports. Uh, they're in discussion with the FIA and they're awaiting certification. When did they submit that is... shit? Like six months ago? Because Willys was late on it and they got slapped with 25,000 euros. It's like, Correct. Yes. Are you guys just sitting on stacks of paperwork and being like, uh, "We'll get an intern to look over this because we'll hire students because we're also cheap asses." Exactly. Yeah, I believe uh, end of March was uh, when they had to give it. Um, in. Big shout out Tony Cohen Brown. She says it was eight months ago. Yeah. Excellent, excellent Formula One content creator, among many other yeah. things. And I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to have her on the show at some point too. But uh, if you don't. If you're not following F1 Tony on TikTok, get involved. Uh, you will not regret it. And if you do regret it, I don't like you. So that's it. But uh, it was, yeah. the little shithousery, though, was despite the fact that nobody's actually talked to Lawrence Stroll about this, or like that nobody gives a shit because it's like nobody cares about what Aston Martin are doing. It's not interesting. That doesn't sell headlines right now. Where are they in the Constructors' Championship? They're, they're kind of like out there right now. But... If they can throw Mercedes, Ferrari, or Red Bull under those headlines, you're going to drive those clicks. This is all about that. But on the grid today, before the race start, there was a certain Christian Horner and Lawrence Stroll chatting. And it was a, it was a good opportunity for somebody yep. to do a little voiceover dub. So uh, uh, the team up, the team up, you never know you needed is yeah, happening. Dude, imagine it's like, hold on, let's see this one. Do you want to form an alliance? Was that Christian or Lawrence? <laughs> I think that sounded a bit more like Lawrence. Yes, I would like to form an alliance. Okay. That's, there you go. Okay, that's cool, Christian, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's funny though. Yeah, so it's going to be Lawrence Stroll, Christian Horner versus 
Mattia Bonotto and uh, Toto Wolf. That's a tag team match, I think. Is I this a cage behind. match where they're going to have like the barbed wire bats and the folding chairs? Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of folding chairs and shitty tables in the they're, garages. So they've got plenty of They're going to use F1 Ellie's gaming chair to knock the shit out of each other. <laughs> exactly. Uh, love that. Love that. But um, also... So yeah, if... Go on. Go on. No, I was going to say, if, if Red Bull have broken the budget cap, and I'm going to say if because I'm just going to wait until the official thing comes out. Because obviously, I'm an ex-Red Bull employee. I admit that I have uh, an emotional attachment to it, let's say. But if they did break the rules, I'm going to be very disappointed. Considering, like I've said on Twitter, that I have been into work one day and then seen like four or five people cleaning their desks to leave. Yeah. You know? It it just seems a bit yeah. shitty if it if it turns well, out. To I be. mean, Toto Toto said in the press they're like, "Oh, well, we ha- we fired forty people." I'm like, I'm pretty sure all of the big teams had to reduce personnel. Um, I don't I don't know figures, yeah. but it's like that's great. Pat yourself on the back. But like at the same time, like let's not let's be let's be completely clear. The Formula One cost cap has meaned a lot of people have lost their jobs in the industry. Um, so that sucks to see. But at the same time, it's unfortunate because. Uh, you know, let's say what is it? Five people, average salary fifty grand. That's a that's a front wing, year salary mm. front wing. You know that that number might not be one hundred percent correct, yep. but like that's the kind of scope we're talking about. So it's like, right, you can have a front wing which could bring a lot of performance, or maybe absolutely f all, or you can get rid of these five, you know, standard junior mid level engineers or manufacturing yeah. specialists, machinists, whatever, laminators, whatever. So, um. Yeah, well, I think it's safe to say that uh, we're certainly not talking about the figures that F1 manager yeah, has. Yeah, if, if John Pierre Lambiesi on like three point one million in F1 manager, I don't, I don't think my boy's on three point one mil. And if he is, I need to have a word because I've got some, some, uh, yeah, some salary adjustments that yeah. I need to get through post post mortem. <laughs> I mean, if if he is on that, then uh, the man needs to up his game because that Volkswagen up that he drives around ain't fooling no, nobody. No way. Have we talked about that yet? He's up Sorry. on the pod. No, I don't think so. So, big up, big up the yeah, Volkswagen. Big up, up Danny Kvyat's old Volkswagen. I will say no more. I'm not. Oh, yeah, was it his? Freaking Kvyat. Oh, I didn't Kvyat's know that. Old up, man. Oh. Oh my God. No wonder it's got fucking dents and scratches <laughs> all over it. Anyway, I'm gonna say no more on that one. But uh, yeah. But there like, you go. That's what you. That's what they like and subscribe exactly. for. Elite level insider content Just pure like that. Shithousery. But like, there's actually some other really huge issues that we need to talk about. Um, that is a real concern in the paddock, and I, I feel like we've glossed mm. over this. And it far eclipses <sighs> this. Lewis isn't it? still has uh, a nose piercing in. I'm so disappointed in him. When are the FIA yep. gonna fuck it's... off with that stuff? It's like, come on, seriously, get a yeah. grip. Yeah, I'm, I'm over it, I, man. I, it's a fucking nose stud, man. Who gives a yeah. shit? I mean, if he signs a waiver that says, you know, I'm aware of the risks or whatever, hey, then great. If they need but... to chuck him in a freaking MRI machine because something bad happens or whatever else. Like, I'm not saying that's, you know, if somebody has to chuck him in a MRI machine, just get the freaking bolt cutters out and snip that thing off and chuck him in. He'll be fine, mate. Like. Yeah, he said he said he had it soldered in. Ah, that's pretty fucking yeah, hardcore. He's, he's brutal. He's a metalhead, realistically. Yeah, exactly. But 
definitely got himself a Prince Albert. Yeah, he? He's, he doesn't want to take that one out. He didn't submit the full uh, inspection this weekend. And uh, Ben, good old Uncle Ben from the FIA, was not happy about that. I don't know. Yep. Um, I did thoroughly enjoy the fact that the FIA had the sheer nerve to fine them twenty five thousand euros. <laughs> really? For Mercedes, yeah, for, for because Mercedes filled out the uh, dr- like the driver declaration form or whatever incorrectly. So Mercedes thought he had it removed. Oh um, shit! But he actually had it in for Singapore because he had a um, he got infected yeah, or a something. Medical exemption, wasn't it? Yeah, so basically he had a doctor that said, look, mate, you're probably safer leaving it yeah. in because at the minute your nose is all fucked up. <laughs> um, but nobody told the Mercedes team that, so they gave him a fucking fine of like 25,000 euros. Wow. But if you, you know, if you speed down the pit lane, so you only have to pay 100 euros. Fucking hell, mate. So don't you dare get that paperwork mm-mm, wrong. Mm-mm. No, that paperwork's very important. Like, that blows my mind. That's just a bunch of, like, seriously, FIA? Like, the fact that we're even talking about that right now or even talked about it more than on one single instance and didn't tell them to piss off, it's just, like, blows my mind. Blows my mind. Fraudulent. Yeah. Shall we, um... I mean, that's that's all the biggest goss from the weekend is, is that. Should we get into the race weekend? Because the Singapore Grand Prix was a little bit of a... A little bit of a shit fight for some people, honestly. Yeah, it was like the um, mega roulette wheel mm. on the really 3D. Yeah, it was a 4D chess um, game going on this weekend. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but like, let's go back to the beginning real quick about Singapore. For some of our people that, you know, are either new to Formula One or think that we're actually full of shit, let me, let me prove to you that we don't know what we're talking about. But form, like, um, sorry, the Singapore Grand Prix is extremely physical and demanding. It's super hot you know 35 or so degrees um it's 80 to 100 percent humidity it's absolutely disgusting and it's a street track uh it's a temporary track they put up for the grand prix and it uses roads and these kind of circuits are super demanding and super random and this weekend we had a lot a lot of the top fighters uh both of the red bulls had limited running in p2 we had leclerc missing out a lot of running in p2 so these guys are all massively on the back foot and uh made for a super interesting weekend so we had a dry friday and then saturday was wet so let's get into saturday fp3 uh mercedes to start this though mercedes looked like they were looking very good every time we go to a high downforce track mercedes looks good and if you guys don't know dan has said that if mercedes win a grand prix he is shaving the beard of wisdom he's removing the beard of wisdom from his face he will be completely useless without that beard uh yeah, even more useless <laughs> than I am now. So, uh, you know, that's um, that's a very serious thing to give up nothing, basically, to go from struggling to completely struggling. And as we discussed, his beard was in danger this weekend. Uh, Friday's data was absolutely in the bin very quickly because... Great beer, by the way. Beak brewing. Big up. Um I'm not editing that out. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, so P3, wet, mixed bag. I don't even remember who was quick, who was slow. And at the end of the day, in like mixed wet qualifying and, and low fuel conditions, it's about being on the track, getting the track evolution, and keeping the car out of the barriers on a street circuit. You know, that is, that is the whole name of the game. Qualifying comes around, 
and it's qualifying time. Mercedes was looking all quick all weekend, and Mercedes looking very quick in qualifying as well. Um, so the beard was well and truly in danger. But it was one of those weird sessions, yeah. man. Like, it was wet the entire time. Um, what do we got? Like, let's, let's go through qualifying quickly. Like, a, we had a couple shockers, uh, a few some dramas. We had some people way out of order. Yeah, uh, we had another Daniel Ricciardo stinker. Man, those suck to see Danny getting knocked out in Q1, starting the race at P7. Mm -hmm. Esteban Ocon had a stinker as well, to be fair. He was in P18. Yeah, Esteban on the radio saying his brakes weren't working, and it's it's actually yeah. really... I won't go into too much detail on it, but the brakes in the wet can be very tricky because as soon as you stop putting temperature into one of them or lock it up or something else, or you're not braking hard enough in a straight line... One of the discs goes to sleep, so it makes less friction. And the other one gets hotter, and it makes more friction. And you have this thing where it's really hard to get your brakes back in a window. So if you have poor outlap management in the wet, you can spend a couple laps of pain trying to get the brakes working again. And in qualifying, you only have a handful of laps to get them working in the first place. So You do. Yeah, you do. Another um, one uh, caught by the brake dramas as well. Uh, he was up in P11 getting knocked out in Q2. Go the, yeah, governor. Our, uh, the governor, our core blimey yeah. mate, George Russell in P11. Unlucky. Um, yeah, so like you say, he had brake issues too. Um, Mercedes elected to change basically his entire PU. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. P11 is not like, not the end of the mm -hmm. world. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe it's still within points. So, so they, the fact that, we'll just fast forward a little bit. The fact that they put in a new power unit for Russell means they're like, well, we're outside of the points. It's difficult to overtake in Singapore. You know, maybe you know, on a good day, we'll get a couple of a handful of points um, in the race. Why don't we chuck a new engine in it? And then we'll get you to do about 60 pit stops during the Grand Prix to make sure the engine's broken in before we get to Japan. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. George Russell, unfortunately, there was an issue with a simulator back at Mercedes and they actually loaded up destruction Derby too. <laughs> And uh, man was just out there. It was terrorism on track today for He George. also tried Ice Driving Simulator 2005 as well at some point. Yeah. I mean, it's, at one point we were thinking he was going to Nelson PK Jr. it from 2008, cause the safety car early. We'll get back to the race in a second, though. But uh, let's, talk, yeah. let's, let's go from the top. Charles Leclerc takes pole in Singapore. Sergio Perez, a couple of hundreds right off his booty cheeks. And Lewis Hamilton... Um, Sir Lewis Hamilton in P3, the Mer the mighty Mercedes on these high downforce tracks. Um, we were kind of expecting that yep, from Friday. Russell got caught out. Highest he's qualified this year. All right. Nice. Yep. And then uh, signs P5, a little bit off this weekend. Kind of kind of classic signs, wasn't it, really? Alonzo shithousing his way all the way up into P4. Sorry, five. Sorry. Five. Yeah. P5, we yep. Come, Come on, Alonso. Uh, gas man, and we've got a bit of a stinker. Oh, Max. Max, Max, Max. Well, it's not necessarily Max's fault, really, is it? Um, it was uh, your fault, really, in a way. Nothing to do with me. Race engineering. Fucking up your Nothing fuel. Nothing to do with me. In the car. So, come on, give us your reasonable explanation of how this happened. Well, here's the thing. So... Let's, let's go through qualifying for Max and try to put some uh, some sense to it. So it's a, a Q3. 
it's just gone from intermediate conditions and the race engineers know that the the track is going to improve and it will be dry tires. So instead of you know, going out on the enters, they decide to fit um, a soft tire to start the session. Everybody in Q3 pretty much, I think, starts out on a soft and says, right, we'll, we'll just we'll go a little bit too slow, but when the track gets ready, we'll be there. So when you're fueling a car for a, you know, they call it, in terms of fueling strategy, you'd be like, all right, we'll fuel the car for one push lap, which means you need to do an out lap, a push lap, and an in lap, which is a very common Q3 final run scenario. In these changeable conditions, they fuel the car for the session. So fueling the car for the session is a pretty tricky thing you have to do. You, A, have to guess how many laps you're going to do in session, which means you need to have a good guess of what lap times you're gonna be doing. When you're going from intermediate to dry, pretty tricky. And then two, also coupled to the exact same thing, you need to guess how much fuel you're going to consume per lap. And uh, this is this is where they had the problem. So Max had a lap which was good enough at the time uh, for P8 on lap, I think it's 19. His penultimate lap, he puts one in and he's half a second up on that. He's looking pretty handsome, which would have placed him at the end of the day, fifth or sixth, depending on how he finished that lap out. But they abort that lap. They say, right, they, they see the track evolve and like, right, if we get one more lap in, we'll make it make sense. Uh, we can we can get pull easily. So he aborts that lap around turn 18. And then he recharges the battery, cools the tires for a second, then goes again. At the end of that lap, he's he's miles ahead. So if he had actually finished that lap, he would have qualified a half a second ahead of Leclerc. Unfortunately, they're rounding the final corner and GP, very his race engineer, very frantically and very urgently is on the radio, box, box, box now, box now. Yeah, very uncharacteristic. So, you know... GP's was... super calm all the time. You know, when, when GP's yeah. on the radio, he's, he's super calm and collected. He knows what's going on. But this is, you know, using the urgency in his voice to tell Max, this is not a joke. You do not stay out. If you stay out, we're going to get disqualified. So they're, they're basically a choice was take P8 or start from the back. Yeah. And then, you know, Max did his sort of best uh, sort of swearing over the radio. Like, what the fuck is this? What's going on? Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, big up the new GoXLR red microphone cable. If you're yeah, not, he, yeah, it's you pretty like decent. But, but like, um, they can't. So a lot of people ask me, why didn't he just finish the lap and then stop on track? Because you actually have to prove to the FIA that you had enough fuel in the car to finish the in lap. You can't just not finish the in lap. So that's that. Uh, it sounds to me like a little bit of a operational issue. Um, and I'm not sure. It sounded like Max was. I wasn't sure if Max was told to abort the previous lap, or you know, to go again, or if that was his decision. But yeah. So you need a fuel sample. You need to provide a one liter fuel sample to the FIA. Yep. And if you don't, you fall foul of it. Like we've seen it's with, um, yeah, Seb been hungry last year, wasn't it? Post-race. Yeah. He didn't even get back to the, um, he basically stopped on the in-lap post-race yeah. on the cool-down lap. Yeah, so yeah. it was realistically, if they'd finished that previous lap, they would have qualified P5 or P6. But if he'd finished that last lap, which was one lap later than everybody else, or a similar lap progression as the other people, he was half a second up. Realistically, uh, everybody was quite a bit faster than Leclerc in Sector 1. Leclerc left a bit on the table, but Leclerc's Sector 3 was spectacular. Leclerc's Sector 3 mm -hmm. was a rocket ship. So, 
unfortunate unfortunate yeah, it was nice you know to see charles sort of coming back a little bit um but unfortunately like we said earlier due to his uh poll to win conversion rate i don't think red bull were necessarily that fucking bothered <laughs> that he was on pole oh my god oh dear that poor guy when is he gonna catch a break i don't no, know dude. Um, he must be dead inside right now bro yeah but i did one final question um i'll ask you is like uh i've seen a lot of people saying how comes they, they didn't know earlier that max wouldn't be able to do that lap the only thing i can guess is there was an operational issue in terms of the fueling so um, maybe a miscommunication that's all i can think of because you know every lap that you're completing you've got probably what i used to have i didn't do qualifying fuel at force india or sorry i didn't do qualifying fuel at red bull i only did race but at force india i had a lap so every time the car is crossing the line you know, I'm typing in the spreadsheet what the actual fuel consumption was on that lap and comparing it to my program. Potentially, I mean, like probably what's happening is GP's asking the fuel man or the fuel, whoever's doing the fuel, he's like, hey, do we have enough for another lap? And they say, ah, uh, I think so. And they potentially misunderstood and gave, and were misinformed, <laughs> honestly. I, I really can't. They forgot to round or, the one. Or the, or the fuel person, the fuel consumption per lap increased substantially higher than they expected for what they fueled the session for. And yes, they had mm -hmm. enough laps, but when inspecting the fuel consumption per lap, they checked and they're like, holy crap, we don't have enough fuel because the fuel consumption was, you know, 5% higher than I expected. And we definitely will not have a sample. So, mm, and that, that would be down to track evolution. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And just, it's just a, because we did see that ramp up incredible, yeah. like incredibly towards yeah. the end. So I mean, if you look at the split, right, so the top three were separated by five hundredths of a second, so 0 0.05 seconds for the top three. One lap of fuel is six hundredths. Two laps of fuel is a tenth of a second. So you are not anywhere close to being like, oh, why don't we just add two extra laps of fuel to be safe? No. Mm. So... You know, you know, Max, people were saying, oh, Max was way underweight. That's why he was so fast. Like, let's say he was a, a, a lap out. He was half a second up. And if he was a lap out on fuel, that's six hundredths of a second. That's that's minuscule. But at the same time, six hundredths of a lap would take you uh, from P1 to P3 in that grid that we had. So race fuel is super important, so but also don't fuck with it because it will fuck you. Yeah, so we're going to go with a conspiracy that uh, Helmut Marco drained the yep, tank. Definitely. Yeah? Sure, that's yep. valid. Okay. 100% valid. Helmut Marco, you have got SO on your hands. <laughs> what does that smell? ExxonMobil for our European oh, what, friends and American friends. What event friends. was it branded as this? Because they, they changed the branding based on the market they're in. Yeah, I don't know what it was okay, for this one. Me neither. <laughs> me neither. Should we get to the race? Should we get to the race? Sure, why not? I don't think there's much else to talk about. That was qualifying. Um, it was, in regards to I like, like those, like, but from like going back to that, these mixed sessions like this are so stressful and so exciting because there's so many variables. Dry qualifying sessions are surgical. You know, you know what you need to do. Maybe you change plan a little yeah. bit later. Your driver's like, I'm not happy. Can we change the front wing? You know, performance engineer, tell me what to do here. Blah, blah. I'll try some new switches. Wet qualifying is chaos. It's chaos. So the adrenaline, the rush is real during these mixed weather sessions. Mm. Maybe maybe it was a warning for what was to come in the oh race. Oh my god, is that foreshadowing? Dun dun dun. Possibly. Wait, that's the wrong sound. Anyway. Yeah. So the race turned into basically a complete fucking shit show. Let's be <laughs> real. 
I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how you want us to fucking go through this, but we're going to try. try. We'll st- we're going to start obviously from the start. So Russell in the pit lane because of his new engine. Um, Checo went back to an older engine because I believe overnight they were unhappy with some of the telemetry they saw. Ah. So Checo had an old engine. To be fair, uh, Checo was also talking about drivability during the race as well. So um, mm. some of the comms are usually sometimes they have issues with drivability on these high humidity circuits. The combustion's not doing what they want it to, but no penalty for Checo. Yep. Um what else do we have? Sorry. Uh I've lost my place now. Oh yeah, obviously the fucking old like start was delayed because the FIA are yet yeah, again scared of a bit yeah. of rain. But I mean, so they knocked it back um, by an hour, but the safety car is going around the circuit and there are two inch puddles. The 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 Pirelli full extreme wet tires are meant to deal with some water, but Formula One cars are not meant to deal with rivers like the you know, you need some super swamper monster truck tires on there to safely navigate and not aquaplane off the circuit. But yeah, and the pretty wets are fucking shit yeah, anyway. Fair enough. Let's not beat let's, around the let's bush. Let's not beat around the bush. <laughs> no, we're not going to get sponsored by Pirelli anytime soon. So I'm not. I don't uh, care. I love it. Their wets are fucking shit. Um. Yes. Yeah, so everyone was on inters to start. Uh, Lewis was not exactly thrilled about that. I think we had some comms from him saying. You know, wrong tyres, um, no grip. Uh, which is probably more of an issue as well for them because they do struggle to warm up their tyres. And we had, we had quite... A, that wasn't the only instance of that. Like, there's, that's a whole f- story arc for shattering to Mercedes cold tyres galore. We've been hearing about it all season, but it manifests itself in their entire race. But, I mean, I don't know. Would you? I can't see myself, like, looking back at how that unfolded even though the inters were not particularly ideal, I don't see the what else. Would I don't you be see on? the inter the wet full wets making any sense because you would have you would have gone through them, you would have chewed them up. You know, the, 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 in hindsight, the, the wets were a terrible idea to start the race on because you know midway through that very very long stint on inters, um, people are like look you know doing that thing where they hunt for puddles. I mean, most people did. Well, if you didn't retire uh you did about 35 laps on a set of inters so yeah yeah the inters were you know shit but it was a case of everyone has to be on the same shit tire because like you say if you start on a wet, you're just going to box after lap 10 aren't you really to swap them out um and it's a street circuit as well so there's different surfaces and puddles and yeah, that's a it was that's just... a super interesting point because a lot of the time if we look back to qualifying, the track was ready for dry tires, except for 17, 18, 19, 20. Those were not ready. There were puddles on the line. And I think one of the things that we saw during the race was the track was ready for dries at one point, but you can't overtake because if you go offline, it's wet. And we'll get back to one of the biggest yeah. instances of that in just a second. But uh Yeah. So start of the race, uh, Max has a bit of a shocker. Anti-stall kicks in and he drops back to P12 from P8. Um, a lot of the I went back and looked at the onboards and a lot of the drivers was um, starting in second yep. gear. Uh, that is very common because in first gear, the torque is way over target. So, you know, the way the gearbox works, you drop the torque as you go up the gears. And if you try to launch the car in first gear, like the as soon as if the clutch is like half engaged or whatever, 
it makes no sense. You're producing way too much torque. So second gear starts. Leclerc also had a shit start. He had an initial good pull away. Then it looks like he got a load of wheel spin. So Perez takes the race lead off the start. So yeah, Checo just breezed yeah. past it. It made it look so easy. Um, and yeah, I watched Leclerc's on board at the start, and it looked like you say it was just wheel spin. To be honest. Mm. Um, but yeah, as soon as Checo was in front of turn one, that was it. He was um, running no streets today. And Checo does that when he when he he really wakes up when it comes to street circuits. We keep Checo. seeing that. So his his great results so far this season: uh, Jeddah, um, Monaco. Obviously, how did he how did he go in Baku? Yep. Was he all right there? Baku wasn't great. Uh, I don't think I. Can't recall off top. Oh, of he head. did this, some. Somebody says they did the same at Baku. So, yeah. But so Checo really likes those low speed circuits, and it's we go back to that conversation about not Max not liking the amount of Pirelli uh, front end, but it looks like the Red Bull car has sorted that because since we've come back from the great uh, the break, Max has been putting like a big chunk into Perez in uh, qualifying over these you know these low downforce circuits, and we come back to the street circuit, and excuse me. Well and truly by qualifying, Checo was in the zone. Like, he's up there in the mix with the, the weapons at the front, the sharp end of the grid. He wasn't off the pace. So, uh, and in the race, I think we saw Checo dominate this race. Like, he looked like he was maybe sweating a little bit at one point. But classic Ferrari, um, as soon as they start pushing again, they overheat their tires and fall away. Yep. Yeah. Um, who else had a good start? Vettel seemed to... Basically, have his wheat a bit. <laughs> Did he now? Yeah, he. I can't remember what position he got up to, but he was like seventh or something at one point. He was in front of Max at one point. Yeah, yeah. He just went. Phew. Yeah. Um, Norris had a pretty good start. Um, yeah, Norris. Norris held on, held his own. Norris holding fifth. Yep. Uh, Latifi had a shocker. Um, as always. Oh my god. Like. Fucking, I'm I'm trying so hard to not to not just to, slander to, him. Yeah, but fucking hell, Latifi, Jesus Christ! Like, I've I've never seen someone get black flagged by their own team. <laughs> They're like, mate, just park it. So, Latifi has been handed a five place grid penalty for Suzuka. Why would that be? Yep. Uh, because basically he had a, another um standard bozo moment and just decided to plow into the side of Gwen Yu Zhou. Unbelievable. Like he 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 put his yeah. hand up in the press afterwards and he said, uh, I didn't see him. But it's like, mate, you're on a street circuit. Like there's cars around you. Are you not looking? The guy is the guy is a walking liability. He's probably a super nice guy, but he's absolutely trash in a Formula One car. Um the grid will not miss yeah. him next year. Any money that he bought to that team has been spent like twice over. Yeah. In repair bills fines mm. so. speaking of actually uh speaking of the speaking of the race star though we, we missed out on one big thing um i want you anybody listening to this uh at home watching the video or hanging out live on the stream over at twitch.tv front slash break uh plug i want you to think of a better duo than kevin suck my balls magnuson and a broken front wing at the start of the race can anybody think of a better duo than that i'll let you try dan do you have a better duo no, I don't. Uh, it's it seems to be a recurring uh, thing for old <sighs> Kevin this Kevin! season. Anytime I see, anytime I hear someone type Kevin, all I can think of is the Home Alone scene where his mom's like yeah. Kevin, and then passes out because they realize they forgot him at home. 
Um, so people in the stream are saying Latifi and a wall. That's a pretty good duo. Yeah. 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 That's that is a good one. Um, but yeah, I saw the on board of Kevin and he just slid straight into the back of Vettel. I was just like, oh, okay. That's that's the way he's going to be Cheers, then, mate. is it? Yeah. Um, Somebody. And yeah, he was he was having a little bit of a spicy fight with Max yeah. as well. At one point. I think Max made not too difficult work of him, but uh, the intermediate stint was kind of this like boring thing we had for the entire race, and like we're sitting there watching. It's like you know trying to take bets on what lap somebody's going to fit dry weather tire, and uh, the governor does that first. Obviously, who comes through? Uh, who comes through uh, for that? Governor, blimey, Cole, blimey. Yeah, we'll get back to him, but um. Call blimey, Kavanaugh. Can we put some socks on? <laughs> I love that. But uh, so in the race, Max kind of makes his way up to P7 and he gets stuck behind Fernando defending like an absolute champion. And uh, honestly, Nando, man, great drive this weekend. 350th Grand w. Prix. And he's still out there shithousing on track like the best. Yeah, dude. He's uh, fair, fair play. play. But uh, Unfortunately, he doesn't stay in P7 for very long. Max is Max is struggling to get past him, and then uh, he does get past him. Yeah, and basically Alpine rewarded Alonso with his uh, 350th Grand Prix by detonating yeah. the engine. Here's so, a hand grenade. Have fun, mate. Yeah. Did you hear? Did you hear it? No, on the I missed board? it. It was. Oh, it was like basically sticking spanners in a blender. It was it was proper fun. Oh no! I heard I heard um a little bit of foreshadowing there. I heard Ocon's later in the race. That was like yeah, that was spanners in a blender. You heard something in the drivetrain go, and then fucking valves and pistons. You know when you know when you've got bits mm. coming out of the exhaust. You know that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So looking forward to them to starting at the back of the grid. Yeah, in Japan. new engines because Renault can't make a good engine. You know what? I'm pretty sure that Mechachrome still manufacture the Renault blocks and parts of the engine, which is, has a great tie to Singapore. Flava Flav Briatori's, uh, I believe he still owns Mechachrome. Is this some sort of wild no, I'm, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure Flavio owns Mechachrome, who make those engines anyway. They're not very good. Yeah, big up everyone in Viri. I'm sure all of you listen to the podcast. Yeah. But maybe if you stopped fucking listening and working on the engines, they might not explode. <laughs> Just don't touch them, man. Stop looking at them. Keep the camembert away from them. No red wine at lunch. Just go easy, mate. Mm-hmm. Put the fucking baguette <laughs> down. Pick up the valve clearance tool and sort it out. Oh, my God. What happens on lap 20? Let's get, let's get back to the governor. I miss the governor right now. Uh, is it lap twenty when he wants to put his uh, medium tires on? Paul DeRest would call it a medium. Because I'm, I'm fucking lost. Yeah, here. lap twenty, Russell tries to this... th throw some mediums, but realistically, at oh, this yeah. point, Russell is in the mud. Where is Russell at this point? Russell's bit. Well, is this back? Sorry, was this before or after where he comes over the radio and goes? Oh, blimey, Mick Schumacher's driving like he's the race of That was at the end of the race. That was at the end. We'll get back. Yeah, that's because he hasn't got a seat next yeah. year, George. Yeah, Wake he's up. driving for his freaking life, man. Calm down. But uh, so George is basically, so we've had, what, two retirements at this point. George is down in P16, coming up from the back, and he's not having a good race. Lewis is currently in fourth, stuck behind the uh, 
signs driving a dump truck of a Ferrari or something. This thing is not quick. Uh, Leclerc and Perez are gapping signs. Signs maybe had some damage, but signs was not in this race whatsoever, other than for shit housing a podium at the end. But um, not quick this weekend. Yeah, those two were like a whole pit stop in front of signs at one point. Yeah, I think they? so. Uh, not quite. Not quite. Oh, yes, they were. Yes, they were. They're 20 seconds. Pit stops 30. So getting pretty close. Yeah, George cat. decides to chuck on a set of, as Paul DeRest would say, midgems. Midgems, midgems. yeah. Classic midgem. And uh, this dude... And holy fuck, what a decision that was. Jesus I'm looking Christ. at the race trace, and he pisses away like 40 seconds of race time doing... I mean, somebody cued the Tokyo Drift 3 music while he was out there. He's leaving the pit lane through the wet, and he's like 90 degrees to the direction he's supposed to be going, Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Yeah, he nearly stacks it. He, he nearly does a Canada and fucking nearly stacks it before turn one. <laughs> oh my like, god! But that 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 to me seems like it was a case of George. Not a lot's happening. Uh, we'd like to see what the dry tires are like for yeah. Lewis. Do you mind taking one Absolutely. for the team? And he's like, blimey, yeah, I guess so, mate. But like realistically, they weren't going to do like looking at Russell's pace. He was stuck behind. Was it Bottas for an age? He wasn't going anywhere. Um. Lewis is up in fourth. We're waiting for the, you know, the entered a dry crossover. If we throw on mediums now in these conditions, they will go to the end of the race. And because we have you out there, we will have an early indication on when the crossover is actually there. And we start to see that crossover about 10 laps later on lap 30. He starts matching lap times for uh, the front and then lap 34. So he's, he's going faster than the front of the pack. So we know at that point, mm. uh, the boys are back in town and the mediums are in. And then it gets messy. Yeah. Oh yeah, then it just then his fucking strategy just goes fucking haywire because he pits, I guess, under one of the VSCs or safety cars for a medium for what, four or five laps. Yeah. Um then pits again for a soft, and then yet again for another soft. I don't fucking yeah. know, man. Mercedes were on a mad one. So Russell goes lap 22 or so for mediums, runs mediums until a safety car, throws mediums on again for a minute, fucks something up, throws on a set of softs, and throws on a set of softs. So one, two, three, four. Russell, uh, George Russell on a four-stop, finishing this race two laps behind. But that's the end of Russell's race. Um, we'll come back to him and uh, his interactions with some other drivers, but... Before, before, <laughs> in, yes, interactions is putting yeah, it kindly. Before that, though, uh, we've seen a couple of big hitters this weekend um, making some legitimate fuck ups, man. Um, Lewis, usually keeping his nose clean, collected, calm. He's behind signs, trying to put the pressure on him around lap 34. So uh, Lewis decides to see how soft the tech pro barriers are straight into that. Um, and he's got to come in for a yep. little front wing change. He's got the front wing hanging off this car. Um, he does a lap or two on that. He bleeds away 20 seconds of race time, including getting the car out of the Bazers. Um, and at this point, we've got Perez leading Leclerc. Signs Norris. Norris up into... Uh, was it fourth? And Verstappen ends up behind Norris. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't... It just struggles to get past him, actually. Norris fighting like an absolute lion this weekend. And looking at the... F yeah, he's uh, carrying McLaren he at the moment. He also had 
pretty much a completely fucking different car from Daniel this weekend. Lando was La- um, Lando was on the new weapon, you've wasn't seen it? it? Yeah, they got the whole new side pods and intakes and things like that. And uh, poor old Danny Rick doesn't get to play with those no, toys. Man. Um, but he still managed to shit him shit house himself up to what was it P five? Yeah. But I'm, I'm by pitting under the safety. Yeah. So car. both both so was it Lando and Daniel both got in? So realistically, what happened is uh, Alpha Tauri's sister team McLaren called them and said, "We want you to crash Sunoda." Um, is what they did, mm-hmm. and so that we can get a free pit stop. Oh, that's yep. that's wait, what's that? The the Sunoda safety car costs Max a stop relative to McLaren. Oh, it's not. That's not their sister. Oh, okay, sorry, I just didn't understand what was going on. Um, but in terms of like that kind of wheel knowledge, I'm perfectly, perfectly uh viable asset for F1 Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah McLaren need to sell Alpha yeah. Tauri. <laughs> oh my goodness, the shithousery. But um, Lewis bends it. I think who causes the safety car? Yuki bends it. Oh, again, fuck knows. That, this race was so fucking chaotic. There were so many safety cars, VSCs. A safety car. There you yeah, go. Whatever. We'll just go yeah, with a that. safety car. If one of the jokers mm. caused it, but uh, yeah. I mean, what we're like forty minutes into this podcast. If anyone's listening to get some technical, in-depth knowledge about this race, then shit out of luck thanks for hanging around but for 40 that's minutes, what it but... felt like watching it it's just like dull 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 some chaos some shithousery and then mm. yeah max decided to fly off the track so at one point down the skate road one. fuck his tires that's a good one so safety car restart after whoever calls that freaking safety car um max is back on lando's cheeks again and uh lewis has had a howler lewis has made a mistake we don't see that lewis doesn't make many mistakes this season so far how many how many mistakes has Max made? Like howlers. Uh, I don't know. I can't think. Budapest turn thirteen, pirouette from the race lead to retain the race lead, or like fall behind the Claire, then re-overtake him. Yeah, it didn't really cost him anything, no. though, did it? Um, did he not have a spin in Silverstone as well, or was that Charles? I'm lost. Barcelona gravel trap. Maybe I'm yeah, he's a bit like for the most part, he's not been he's you know, he's been pretty, pretty calculated, not making that many errors. Lewis, usually surgical, Lewis straight into the barriers, trying to overtake signs. Max trying to overtake uh, Norris after the safety car restart goes a little bit offline on dry tires. So at this point, from basically from that safety car, most people have chucked on mediums. Uh, Ricardo and mm-hmm. Bottas at this point have put on. Uh, soft tires, but they're kind of back in the sticks. Uh, well, Ricardo's actually shithouse his way up to fifth at that point. So Max tries yeah. to, no, he was at sixth. And then Max, uh, sending up the inside of Lando, let Daniel take P5 away. Max drops all the way back to what, like 13, 12? Yeah, 13th. And then just kind of drives through the field and ends up finishing, where's that chart at? Eighth? Yeah. Eight. So. I feel like, tell me what you think, because I feel like right now Max is, he knew that the nine in a row Seb title was gone. Mm. And it was like, doesn't really have much to lose at this point. He's definitely going to win the championship. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, it was very uncharacteristic weekend for Max. Mm. All right, granted, I suppose he gets a pass for qualifying. It wasn't really his issue. Jesus, I'm just smashing up my <laughs> desk. Um, 
But yeah, in the race, it was just a bit fucking bozo, really, wasn't it? I mean, everyone was a bit fucking yeah. bozo today. I, I think that. But then I suppose we've not been back at this track since yeah. 2019, so I guess everyone's a bit. Yeah, rusty. and it goes to show you, um, street circuit like this, um, is extremely demanding. You know, and it's overtaking is difficult. So if you want to overtake, you're gonna have to take some risks to overtake here. And the guys, the guys were definitely putting their their necks out. And uh, you know, Lewis trying to get past signs that could have been a Lewis podium. You know, and mm. I think the only, I think the only three people off the top of my head I can think of that had a clean race, as it were. Checo, he was just up front well, the whole time. Was it clean? Well, he, I don't know. He had, fair, he had made... three instances of um, safety car infringements, I believe. Two or three. Oh, we'll, we'll get well, back okay. to that. I meant as in terms of kissing cars or Yeah, walls. he was pretty good. Um, Charles, I think, he was pretty good. Yeah, he had a, he had a right. crap start, but he, you know, it was just those two dancing off in the distance. Mm. And then Norris, I think. Norris was kind of a bit anonymous. Science? But... Did he have any... Uh, Signs was nowhere this weekend, though, in terms of pace. I don't understand what, what happened no. there. I mean, wrong setup, wrong wing. He did pick know. it up at the end, but a little bit too little, too late. Mm. It was interesting. Yeah, Norris, Norris was uh, the invisible man there, really, except for when he was fighting, holding Max off. Um, yeah, Signs Signs had a wobble into Lewis on lap one, but that's a race yeah. start, and yeah, that wasn't great. Yeah, in the wet on a street circuit. I think we're lucky that lap one was relatively clean, yeah, really. Okay. All we had was Albon, wasn't it, that spun off and tapped yeah. the wall on the rear. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to make of this race. I'm not sure if I think it's just fucking boring or if it was any good. I, I feel like, because I did the, the watch along on stream, right, and I was like, the whole time it was just like you're sitting here rubbing your hands together waiting like who's going to put on dry tires and you're looking at the lap times and they're doing like 158s and stuff and you're like that's not a that's not a dry lap time and there's you know if you go any if you try to overtake you can't overtake in these conditions because offline it's so damn wet so that was yeah i enjoyed it like the the chaos like you see people make mistakes i don't want to see people artificially making mistakes but this was a very challenging race uh, for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, someone asked a good question is, why do you think Russell went onto mediums instead of softs? I think they just, at the point when they initially put on mediums on lap 23 or whatever, 20, 21, 23, mm. they're like, well, if we put these on, they're going to have to go to the end. If we put on the softs okay. and we go straight into the crossover, there's a very good chance that these tires will not do upwards of 40 laps. I think that was kind of the risk. We saw that the softs did manage 20 plus laps, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. The, the softs did just over mm. 20 laps, but a lot of people opting for a medium to do 20 laps. So Ricardo and Bottas, the only two that made softs do 20 plus laps. Hmm. Yeah, and someone else raises a good point that uh, this race wasn't exactly a good advertisement for removing DRS. No, which they flirted with the idea in the yeah, past. Yeah, but like at the end of the day, the DRS is good for one thing. It gives you a top speed advantage. In order, like if you do not have a pace advantage, DRS isn't doing anything for you. So take those races where people are like, oh, the DRS train was so fucking annoying. Well, you take that race and take all those cars and take off the DRS. What do you call that train of cars not overtaking each other because they don't have sufficient pace to overtake each other? 
just a train of cars. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit artificial, but it just it just gives a little bit of you know if you if you've got more pace than a car, you can't you're not always necessarily guaranteed an overtake. So, I, I'm I I have no nothing like I have no problems with the way DRS is implemented now. It doesn't need to change, in my opinion. No. Um, what else have we got? We got anything else we need to talk about oh, in the race? We had a we had a little bit of shit housing, man. George George Russell was freaking on one this weekend. I oh, he's destruction derby too. I mean, he does this. He did it in uh, Ricard as well. He did it in France, where he you know has a pretty interesting overtaking example. And uh, you know, he's like, "What were you doing, man? Did you see his overtake on on Mick?" Mick, Mick is breaking yeah. in a straight line and Russell's on the, you know, the inside of the track defending and breaks at an angle out towards the corner and smashes into him. And he's like, what was he doing there? I left him loads of room. <laughs> Man. Um, well, he's got another, what was his other one? Oh, and he's complaining that Magnuson's like, he's like, mate, Magnuson's defending like his, his life depends on it. He's like, yeah. Or sir, Mick. Yeah, Mix doesn't have a freaking seat next year. He's not letting you pass for free. You're in a Mercedes. He's getting those elbows out and making this car three miles wide, dude. Come on, Russell. Come on. Yeah, that was it. Was a weird race. For yeah, Russell. it was because like Russell's one of those dudes. Like I think he's, I think he's a real gamer. Like he's one of those dudes that aced F3, aced F2. He's coming to the mix. He did his time at Williams. He's in the Mercedes. He's been showing. You know, he's been showing that he can do a good job when Lewis is struggling with the car or doing test programs or whatever the fuck they're doing. Um, he's taking a safe route and he's getting results. He is Mr. Consistent. But sometimes, man, some of the stuff that he says when, the, you know, when like you said, when the red mist hits, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I was getting um, PTSD when I saw him and Bottas oh. beefing. I thought, oh, Jesus, here we go. Round mm. two. Mm. Um, but yeah, man. Fucking weird. Yeah. A re- weird race all round. Yeah. No, it definitely is. But honestly, it was it was a fun race, but it was one of those things where not a whole lot happened until it happened. And it was just like people recovering from fuck ups. Yeah. Oh, somebody in the live stream is saying that Russell doubled down post race. He needs to he needs to take a chill pill and go watch the replay from off car because that was that was even worse than Felipe Massa on Perez in uh canada back in the day that was <laughs> that was some actual felipe Ma- but to be fair perez got the uh got the penalty for that yep yeah perez has had his uh bozo moments but not today today he was cool calm and collected and uh with his old crappy engine yep. Secured the dub. Barry Barry Cat has come to say hi. So if you're watching this on YouTube, or if you're watching this on audio, or hearing this on audio, you're not going to see. We've got a fluffy Barry Cat who's come to talk to us about Sergio Perez's five second time penalty that was awarded mm. in the race. But it yeah. wasn't just that; he got a reprimand and some points because um, what was he doing? Uh, he was letting the safety car go more than ten car lengths, which is uh, which is bad. So that is a rule that you cannot let it's it. No bueno. no bueno. So you can't let the safety car. You need to basically keep within 10 car lengths. And you saw at one point, I was thinking this is what the penalty was for. It was like, uh, Barry, meow if you think the penalty was legit. Okay. It's not, not legit. No, that cat, that cat is on Marco's payroll, <laughs> <Yeah>. mate. <laughs> His middle name's Helmet. 
<laughs> not really. I haven't given my cat a middle name. But um, yeah, so you, but at one point you saw him on the main straight pulling up next to Bert and being like, mate, can you speed up through the corners? Because I can't generate any temperature in these medium tires. Um, and so he, yeah. in the, in the stewards, so they didn't decide it during the race, which every time they say, we'll discuss this after the race and it determines, especially the podium, pisses me off. Pisses me off. I mean, yeah. yeah, come on. It's it's not hard, is it? Just make a fucking decision, guys. Yeah, but they but what they did is they wanted to hear the driver's statement on it. And Checo was insistent that he was struggling to keep up with the safety car through the corners. It was crossover enter to dry tire conditions. Uh, he was on mediums, which are a little bit difficult to result to warm up. Mercedes had warm up issues, like like pretty seriously. So he was basically had three infringements, two infringements. The first one was a reprimand. Well, he had, it, there was three instances okay. of it, let's say. Uh, the first one was a reprimand. The second one was an in-race warning from the race director. And the third time was the five-second penalty. So um, what I would like to highlight is quite possibly uh, one of the best um, paragraphs in this FIA document. So they say basically the reason is that um, Perez said the conditions were very wet and it was difficult to closely follow the safety car with little heat in his tyres and brakes. Yeah, that all seems reasonable. Um, Although the track was wet in parts, we do not accept that the conditions were such as to make it impossible or dangerous for Perez to have maintained the required less than 10 car length gap. So basically they're saying like we don't we don't accept, you know, your, your uh, reason for that. However, literally in the next paragraph, they say, nevertheless, we took into account the wet conditions and difficulties <laughs> highlighted by Perez as mitigatory circumstances for this incident and accordingly determined that a reprimand ought to be imposed. Wow. So they say, we think you're absolutely full of shit, mate, because us are expert racing car drivers. However, we believe you for the sake of applying this penalty. So here's five seconds. And people are saying he needs 10 seconds. And if he got 10 seconds, he would have finished the third or further back yeah uh if it was seven second gap i believe to um charlie yeah, boy yeah it was, so. it was 15 to science so but that was pre- that was a pretty good one man from um you know from lap 50 onwards perez absolutely motored away from leclerc at one point i was thinking leclerc might have a sniff if perez has if perez sets one wheel wrong um leclerc mm-hmm. is going to get in those booty meets but he pulls a monster gap. Charles was, yeah, Charles was doing well um, to sort of keep up with him. But then I think two or three laps from the end, he has a little moment coming out of. Um, I've forgotten what fucking turn it is now. This is how professional. It was one of the I turns am, after turn ten. Sort of, so it's between twenty and ten. Yeah, he has a little squiggly moment, and then from then on, the gap just sort of yeah. opens and. Classic. Another another classic Ferrari losing the rear tires. They've been terrible on the rear tire management since we came back from the break, and this was no other, um, no, no different. But, um, yeah. but interestingly enough, Signs having no issues is actually ex- he's he's outpacing uh, Perez at the end of the race. Surprisingly, just looking at that now, which is so Signs didn't have to put the pressure on anybody, and he could definitely manage his uh, his tires, and he did a good job. But the Ferrari. So we've got two different things. We've got Ferrari struggling with rear temperatures, overheating them often and losing pace as a result. And then Mercedes seemingly struggled to generate any temperature. And that's weird because 
it's a high downforce track. They're going similar lap times at low fuel. Why are they yeah. struggling with? Uh, if we have any freaking experts on the uh, the podcast about rubber, um, you should tell us because Mercedes could use your help because they're struggling to switch on tires. But it seems like a on a long-standing Mercedes compromise. And if you have the same amount of downforce, I'm not really sure. Like how you generate you generate tire temperature by useful tire temperature by lateral acceleration and being able to sustain like high lateral G's and putting load and stressing the tire, not sliding it, but stressing the tire. But yeah, big words. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I've had um most of a double IPA, which is about eight percent, and it's. Oh, okay. That explains everything then. Mm. So yeah, there you go. In the end, oh sorry, Max finished seventh. Yep. Sorry, sorry for the people shouting at their uh, radio from ten minutes ago. Seb finishes eighth. Hamilton ninth. Um. Any other thing? Yeah, uh, Lando and Daniel shit out, shit themselves into P four and P five. I would have loved Lance Stroll shit out <laughs> go, mate. I would have honestly loved to see uh, Lando on the podium. It's it's his time is coming, man. His time is coming. He's been well. He's the only non. I was gonna say he's the only non Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull driver to be on the podium this yeah, year. Yeah, he needs he? another one though. In was it Imola? Mm, that's way too long ago for me, mate. Yeah, that was too many IPAs ago for you. <sighs> Man. Um, here's, yeah. Here's a good one. Um, so Give here's a really interesting thing, which the, the TV broadcast explained pretty well, and my, my stream explained to me. So at the end of the race, after Russell's already done about a nine-stop race, he stops around lap yep. 54 or so for a new set of soft tires in order to take the fastest lap of the race. However... Something very special about this. When you're all the way down, I mean, let's 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 be clear. At this point, there's only 14 cars that finish this race. That was bad. Mm-hmm. As a, that was a race yeah. of attrition, right? But you you Hell cannot yeah. get. Here's a little trivia: you can't actually get a point for fastest lap if you're outside of the top 10. Correct. But what can you do? Steal it. So else. in. In total, on brand with Russell shithousing this entire weekend, he has taken the fastest lap off of Sergio Perez to put that in his piggy bank for the weekend. Like, why? <laughs> but, like, so, like Mercedes, <laughs> I, I'm really sorry, but you're not beefing with Red Bull this year. Like... It's pettiness, man. It's so petty. Toto oh, was like, Toto was just like, do it. Take it. Do it. <laughs> George, I want you to take the fastest lap point. Do it now. Valtteri, this is James. Wait, he's like, my name's George. Back off, my name's back George, off. damn it. Starting to have uh, flashbacks. Oh. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe if they maybe they did that because they thought um, Ferrari were going to get the fastest lap. And those two are Mercedes and Ferrari are battling tooth and nail for P2 um, in the constructors. Although saying that, the gap has opened quite a lot now. It's 66 points. It was a lot lower than that, but after... Mercedes um, took home two points this weekend. Yeah, that's that's really... um, I mean, Ferrari have thrown away a lot of points, but this is the first time we've seen Mercedes actually not nearly maximize a weekend. Yeah, yeah. And perhaps maybe with this weekend, they may have said goodbye to P2. Yep, it's possible. Um, let's never say never with Ferrari, let's be yeah. honest. And 
Tifosi that are listening, you do have my condolences because I can only imagine the amount of self-restraint and uh, that, mental fortitude you have to support Much that respect team. to you guys. I Not all heroes wear capes in this instance. You guys, Tifosi, take care yeah. of yourselves, all right? You're the real ones. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Should, um, is that the race? But yeah, that's, that's, that's not the end the of the pod. That's not the end of the pod. Don't just oh, anybody no, listening. That's no. not the end of the pod. But that is the end of the race. And I feel like, hmm, hmm. What, what, what well, we got left? I think we've got. Fraud watch. Fraud watch. Uh, everybody in chat's like, it's fraud watch next. Hell yeah, it's fraud watch. So. Fraud Watch is a segment of the podcast where uh, this has been inherited from uh, Dan's stream. And uh, we now mm. brought Fraud Watch as a part of the Engine Breaking podcast. So. Yep. Welcome to Fraud Watch. That's beautiful. Oh, my God. So Fraud Watch, Fraud Watch, Fraud Watch is where we nominate somebody or someone or something from the weekend. And uh, we put it on the burner. We put them on roast because uh, why not? Yeah, because we can do that from the comfort of our spare secret rooms. labs chair. Very plushy, this mm. nice pillow. Funded by Dr. Helmut Marco, because we're industry plants. So if anybody's if, if anybody's listening or watching on the stream, I, I want to see your nominations for Fraud Watch, but we're going to rock on with this segment. So, Dan, who you got on Fraud Watch this weekend, brother? I'm just fucking slapping it straight to the teethy. I'm not even fucking bothering entertaining any <laughs> others. Like, it's, it's, it's the easiest one to go for, but it's the most fucking obvious you know it's just i've never seen a guy get black flag from his own team to basically get a uh, rear puncher come into the pits and they just say look mate it's safer if you just fucking stay here <laughs> like for everyone's safety we just gotta like mercedes have called to like yeah toto called he doesn't want you to bin it on the last lap because it didn't work out last time so why don't you just park it brother yeah wow that's strong yeah. i mean and to be fair joe has been doing I think, you know, looking at his junior career, I was looking back at that when I was doing my DeVries video, and I was like, I wasn't I wasn't too thrilled about Joe's um, CV in terms of his results. But you've got to give it to the man. He's done a very reasonable job. And his Singapore special helmet, the bubble tea helmet, was mag was magnificent. Yeah. It wasn't quite Seb's uh, rainbow on black with the peace logo on it. That was actually magnificent. But Joe, Joe's been mm -hmm. solid, and I am... He's locked in for next year, right? Yeah, yeah, that was announced um, earlier Good. in the week. He's got himself, I'm not sure if it was just a single-year deal or multi-year, I'm not sure, but I, I think he's done enough to yeah, warrant I that. Yeah, I think so, and unfortunately, his so there's his close setup of his family in the uh, the Alfa Romeo garage as he uh, came out of the car, which just sucks. His family comes to see him, and uh, unfortunately... Uh, he gets nickied. Yeah, unlucky, mate. But good, good. We, we like seeing Joe. I'm, I'm a big fan, honestly. I've got I've got a fraud watch nomination. Have, yeah, speaking of sorry, just while we're talking about Gwen Yuzhou, have you seen the amount of drip he's got? Yeah, 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 yeah. The dude's every time he comes into the paddock, he's like dressed in Armani or whatever, and it's yeah. just like, all right, he's he's after Lewis's crown <laughs> he's, as uh, most. He's definitely been to Bister Village a couple times, mate. Definitely been yeah, to Bister yeah. Village a couple times. And if you don't know what Bister Village is, look it up. But uh, big up, big up, Bister Village. I I got to nominate someone. Come on, I've got to me. nominate the Renault engines as it's, it's really? a tie between Renault engines and George Russell this weekend. 
Mm. And I, I, it is tough. Yeah, to I'm going to go with Renault it? engines. Like I, we've already given George enough yeah, abuse, yeah. but the Renault engines are they have a lot of power this season, but they're just not good. Unfortunately, they're super unreliable, and I don't remember the last time. Like there's there's a, the things like that are mutually exclusive, and it's probably Renault and reliability. Those are they don't know each other. They've never met. They're complete strangers. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think Renault's reliability issues have probably been um, overshadowed a bit by Ferrari. Yep. If Ferrari were more reliable, I think we'd all be a lot more um, critical about Renault. Yeah, but I think that's completely valid, mate. Completely. Yeah, but uh, Renault just doing Renault things, you know. Hundred percent. It's it's crazy to see that uh, when your ex goes off to someone new and they're still behaving the same yeah, fair enough bring back uh what's his i forgot his name what's his name cyril bring cyril, back cyril squirrel irritable or mm -hmm. bring I, him I, back. I liked better uh cyril a bit of a tool that one was probably the best oh that was I like nice that it's got one. a good ring to it that sounds like that came straight from his mouth. <sighs> no that was no, he he did squirrel irritable in an interview on, on shit housing on tv yeah. but cyril um a bit of a tool was definitely a, a garage favorite. Yeah. So there you go. Two ex Red Bull engineers shitting on Renault engines. Yeah, What's get it. So the next one is the, <laughs> oh my God, it's engine. Good boy. Um, which is where we nominate somebody from the, or somebody or someone from the weekend and uh, give them a, give them some ups, man. Great job. To, yeah. Give, give, give them, give them a little bit of that hype. Who, who are we getting? Who are we feeding the engine good boy hype train to this weekend for you? Um, so I'm going to hype up Checo. Uh, I think he did everything he needed to do today. Big himself up. Um, but also, I do want to give an honourable mention to uh, our, our good friend Fernando Alonso, who was having a bit of a mad the, the one. Dark Lord himself. For his free the Dark Lord himself. Um, unfortunately, uh, he was let down by his engine, which was unable to carry the size of his massive balls yeah, exactly around, i mean those things are how many stone do those things weigh oh they are yeah. big boys do the spanish use the spanish don't use stone do they no okay kilograms so, so you you're, you're getting some props to big man checo yeah why not i i think honestly checo is uh definitely deserving of that one this weekend he's had a good weekend he's been on pace and qualifying um and he had a flawless race. He was one of the few people that did not fuck up in that race. And Alonso was looking good, man. The Dark Lord was the Dark Lord was on one. Uh, thanks, Renault, for taking that from us. Yeah, but someone I just noticed someone in the chat also has made a very good point here that we also need to big up Alex Albon for the fact that he nearly fucking died. <laughs> Like what two weeks the, the, the ago? The dude was on a ventilator because he he his yeah. body shat itself after having his appendix removed. Yeah, so honorable shout out to Alex as well for turning up. Let's go, Alex. Um, that was a wild. Yeah, one. that was nuts, man. Yeah, who have you got for your engine? Well, good boy I award? really, really wanted to give it to Checo, uh, but you've you've obviously given a uh, oh my god to uh, our boy Checo. Yep. I, I'm I'm on two minds. One of them is Lando Norris. You know, Max was Max was out of mm. position. Fine. 
you know, but, you know, Lewis had a nightmare. He was out of position. Russell was in a fight, but he was there and he took the points. Russ, uh, Lando Norris on P4 is a freaking good one. Uh, that's solid. But also uh, some props to Huge Bird up on the podium getting hey. absolutely dripped and soaked in that champagne with his driver, Sergio Perez, uh, absolutely giving him a spray down treatment. That was that was stuff in one of those really weird films that I shouldn't talk about. But um, that was awesome to see uh, Hugh getting a podium, getting up on there and then spraying yeah. the champagne with the boys. He's they've had a, a long season and it's been some ups and downs and they, they've been pretty good. But to get that dub, they've had uh, they've had Monaco, or who was who was in the podium in Monaco? Christian or Adrian? Or how? Oh, I yeah, one of those guys. And then like you know. Ex simulator performance engineer turned performance engineer turned race engineer, Hugh Bird, legend, legend, huge bird, huge bird coming in. I mean, he's oh. he's a super tall bloke, so he is. That that was super cool. He that is. was super cool to see uh, one of the homies up on the on the on that step. But yeah, has he given you any more shit on Instagram? No, he hasn't. <laughs> the, the thing they're talking about is a. Uh, was it a YouTube video or something? Hugh Bird commented one of my on my YouTube videos. He's like, "Hey, that's pretty good." <laughs> just being a, being a dork, but I'm surprised he's bothering watching my shit YouTube content on Break F1 plug. Yeah, who'd nobody do that? bots, mate, bots mid and washed. Yeah, so Perez now has one less career win than Leclerc. Is that true? If it's in our chat, it's definitely yeah, the, true. You, know, you guys are all frauds in the chat, so if it, I'm not even going to fucking fact check fine. it. If anybody's wondering why we keep talking about the live chat, so we actually live stream the engine breaking podcast on twitch.tv front slash b r r r a k e, um, and you'll just have to keep an eye on Twitter for when we're doing that. But it's it's a nice little opportunity to get involved and uh, hang out with us while we're recording the pod. We chat, do a little chin wag before the episode, a little chin wag after the episode, and uh. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty chill out place. But yeah. So is that the episode, Dan? Is that the Singapore Grand Prix, the sweaty shithouse Singapore Grand Prix? Yep. Big up everyone that uh, is listening. Big up everyone that is out there um visiting Orchard Towers. Four floors. Four floors of things we can't yeah, say. Absolutely. Um derogatory yeah. terms. Uh yeah, I think that's about it. Um a day early on the yeah. podcast because unfortunately I have fraudulently um, got employment and uh, I am traveling for work. So if you're listening to this, I will be in Liverpool. Hey, big up Liverpool. Uh, uh, yep. Uh, Thoughts and yeah, I'm still a degenerate full time content creator hanging out, making YouTube videos about Formula One, streaming on Twitch. And uh, I'm actually exhausted. So I might play some Escape from Tarkov later this week. But, um, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys who, for all the support on all the social platforms on the podcast. Um, on YouTube, we've applied for YouTube partner. So we're going to hopefully lock that one down in the next couple of days. And we're just going to keep pushing out. We'll keep sending you guys. You know, if you don't have time to watch the, or listen to the whole podcast, that's fine. Tell your, tell your grandma about it. Tell her to tell her friends about it. They're going to love it. Uh, we'll yep. be posting content on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, YouTube shorts, uh, Definitely be sure to follow Engine Mode 11, um, Engine Breaking, and Break on Twitter. And we'll see you guys there. And we will see you guys next week for a little uh, Japanese Grand Prix.
Yeah, and we could be celebrating the uh, Max Verstappen World Drivers Championship. I'm, I'm actually selfishly hoping it's until Austin because I am flying out to the US of A uh, to go to the American Grand Prix. I don't know what I'm doing yet. I think I've got some tickets locked down for Friday, um, but who knows what I'm doing the rest of the weekend. I'll be out there having a couple of beers, definitely, uh, having some barbecue. Uh, Terry Black's definitely on the list. Salt Lake, probably, uh, drinking some... You are so goddamn Hell Texan. yeah, brother. Hell yeah. But anyway, guys, uh, stay fraudulent, and we will see you next week for the Japanese Grand Prix. Yes, thank you. Now, fuck off. <sighs> oh. Today with Amazon Business, Shannon Stuckey of Walburn Woodworking helped her team buy 63 circular saws. Okay, Andy, take it easy. Now she uses her time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.